This is the pre-show banter bit. Let's just... Oh, we're in it now? This is it. This is the pre-show banter? Yes. Awesome. So This is right, the technical okay. bit, banter. Right, we should have rehearsed this. Well, it's not banter then. You can't... It's scripted comedy then. Oh, right. So that's the difference between banter and scripted comedy. I don't know. You're the writer. You tell me. <laughs> you're the comedy writer. Now, this is why I felt imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of thing I'm where we go... i clue what you're doing. Yeah, you no idea. I'm not laughing yet. This is terrible. This game is over. Yeah. So have you been a productivity beast this week? That's this what we're hoping, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just start the title. Let's just start the title. Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Something is happening. It's all part of the plan. We ain't gonna stand for no weirdness out here. Welcome to Midlife Curiosity. So here we are, John. We're once again in the podcast land. Now it's... you sound like you've lost hope there. You felt like <laughs> once again. Here we go. We're it's battling the elements. Episode number four. How <laughs> <laughs> are you? I'm beginning to see why most podcasts don't make it to episode number five. You look like you're on the Listen, John, of the Samaritans. If we explained how many times we'd actually recorded this podcast <laughs> in relation to how many episodes we've actually got, then people would realise we've got a whole series. But anyway, we're at episode number four. We're on season four in real life. <laughs> yes. When you remove all the glitches, we've got four episodes worth yes. of material. Four episodes, that's what it is. So, uh, John, uh, well, we should introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Andrew Green. I'm John Halton, the Naughty you can hear is my dog in the background. Bless him. How's so, your week been? It's been all good. Um, what have you been curious about this week, John? Um, well, last week, you kind of... Um, I don't want to say inspired, because that's quite a strong word. But last week... Inspired somebody? Inspired week. Yeah, I'm So, sorry. talking about doing this membership thing and having to set time to be creative and sit down and actually create stuff right. um, and, and form that into kind of like a working pattern... It's been a weird week for stuff like that because you did the whole GTD and following that. So it's made me really think Getting about... Getting things done by Dave Allen, that means... yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well remembered. There you go. Just thought I'd fill people in if they hadn't listened to the last podcast. Why would they not product. do that? Who would go join back. at episode press, four? Press stop. I certainly didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mentally, we checked out halfway through episode one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, last, in the last podcast we mentioned, uh, we talked about a book called Getting Things Done yes. by uh, David Allen, which is a productivity sort of time management Kind of thing. Yeah, go for it, John. So, looking at that, and that made me think about other things that I could do to free up time, so I could sit down and do some creative stuff. Yes. Um, especially in the summer holidays, that's a little bit of a battle. Yeah. So I've been looking at a few things like that uh, this week, and one of the things I do a lot for magic work is is cold emails, send cold emails to customers yeah. to see if they're interested in having a magician at their events, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if you do this kind of stuff manually, you can do it with stuff like Trello and Google Sheets, keeping track of various stuff. Yeah. But if you're sending like a, a cold email sequence, it's it's a ball ache to keep your eye on. Yeah. So I've actually started using a product called Lemlist, which um, okay. is an automatic software. So you kind of put in the templates, and all you need to do is just keep feeding email addresses into it, right. and it will send a sequence of emails. Oh wow! A stop when they reply, and it you can specify yeah. how many days apart each one is. Right. And you can get stats and stuff like that. So. I've been looking at stuff like that, and and that's really freed me up to... So now all I need to do is, like, have half an hour in the day when I'll go on a frantic search for emails, bung them into the machine, and then leave 
learn less to do its work. Great. So it's still and, early days. So have you had any sort of results from that? Or is it, is it just a case of you've started using it and seeing... It's, it's good because I, I, I use a lot of uh, like humour in the emails I send to people. Rather than dear sir, yeah. obviously got, I've got this membership about using humour in business. Yeah. Rather than using uh, Dear Sir, I, I make them informal, have a bit of a laugh, I put some random pictures in there and stuff like that, just funny things, and you get a lot of replies back saying, oh, I really love your email, Yeah. Um, and I'm getting more of those because the Lemlist thing allows me to send more emails. Right, so, okay. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot more inquiries and a lot more... Uh, positive leads and clicks and that right. kind of thing. And it's automating for you yeah, as well, which exactly. means that it gives you more time. It's. I was so against it because I'm one of those kind of people that would say, oh, there's got to be a free version. It'll save me some money. And yeah. But yeah, when it comes to this, just knowing that all I have to do is, is get some email addresses in there. And again, that's something technically I could probably go on Fiverr and say, get me 100 email, find yeah. somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. to get me a bunch of email. But I'm not quite there with a fully outsourced yet. Yeah. Uh, but all I need to do is get it some emails, throw them in there, and it will just keep sending it, sending right. it, and I get right. any replies I can and just I deal with it's, manually. It's also because you've you've automated it, and you've you've solved that problem. It's one less thing that's kind of sort of chipping away at your brain. Yeah, you don't worry about. It. You think, oh, I need to do that, but it's too much of a job, you know, to do. So, how, how with the the getting things done process, what what elements of of that process kind of made you do that? Did you identify because there's different steps in in the process. One of them yeah. is is your in in basket, which is basically a job list of all the things that you do, yeah, and all the things that you have to do, and all the things that have been kind of I want to do, yeah, and it's creating the list. So, is that is that kind of was that on your list for a while, and it was like. I need to do this and spend some time and, and get on with it. Yeah, it's it's obviously I've not read the book. You yeah. gave me the cheat sheet last time. Yeah. So, but that exactly what you said about it's now out of your head and in somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the overarching goal of any productivity system. Is like you can't function with ten things in your head. Yeah, you go, no. and, and I know this, and it's the first thing I tell people when it comes to coming up with comedy ideas or even ideas in general. Yeah. If you get an idea while out walking the dog and you go, I'll, I'll remember that, yeah. you, you've no chance in hell of remembering it. Yeah. You need to get it down somewhere. And I actually listened, David Allen popped up on one of my podcasts, I think it was, oh, I forget what it was, um, I think it was Accidental Creative actually. And I thought, oh, I'll listen to that since we're doing GTD. So I still haven't read the book, but in that he says, your mind is a terrible office space. Yeah, absolutely. And well, it, well, they say even like when it comes to things like debt, you know, people who, who are kind of like worrying about debt and, and you know, they're bogged down by it, just by re- writing a list of all the things that you owe down on a piece of paper and getting them out of your head yeah. is half the battle to solving the problem. Definitely. And I think that is because your brain, as you say, it doesn't sort things into, into little folders. Yeah. It just throws everything in together. And so, yeah, that the first step of the getting things done process is all about just getting it out of your head onto the page and then you can break things down yeah. into jobs to do. And I think that's the thing I've been really focused on this week is is because the thing is as well, all these little things tend to be little worries and yeah. on their own they're nothing. But if you've got five little worries and they're continually at your head, it's yeah, like yeah. somebody just nipping at you or yeah, you know, absolutely. Like when you go around and see a young child and they start kicking you in the groin constantly. It's Really? <laughs> I think you should stop going around. I, I just, yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just a random child. <laughs> I did notice you've got your, um, you got, got your cricket on. cup on. 
<laughs> but pants as well. So but pants this week. Yeah, that's absolutely. Good. That's good. Well, let, let, actually, let's look at the the cheat sheet for the getting things done, and we can identify. Do you want to do that now? Or? Yeah, let's do yeah, that okay. now because we kind of we've kind of jumped straight in with last week's challenge, and, and that has been your sort of your your process this week. The thing that yeah. you've been curious about. Um, so the first step is to kind of get things from your head onto the page. What is it? Yeah. And the second thing is, is, is there something I can do right about now? It? What can I do about it? Is it something that's, that's you know, is it a job that needs doing or is it just a concept? If it's a concept and it's, you know, maybe one day I'll do it, then it's not something that you need to worry about. But as long as it's out there, you've got mm. it onto a piece of paper, that you, you're not, your brain's not subconsciously trying to digest it. And is it just something you don't need to worry about and you can get rid of it? So you've got an element of, with the cheat sheet, what is it? Is it actionable? Yes or no? If it's no, put it to one side or put it in the trash. Stop thinking about it. Yes. And this, if it is a yes, then what can you do about it? Now, it's one of the big things, and you mentioned this, I think, in a podcast episode one or two, is if it's a if it's a job that can be done in less than two minutes, then do it now. Yeah, and uh, that's the one thing I remember from this 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 week is is that yeah. thing Have can that it be done in, in two minutes? Yeah, because it. I, mostly household chores I think oh, I'll take that upstairs later or I'll put a new liner in that bin yeah. then, or I'll, I'll, I'll throw put the dog out of fire of misery yeah <laughs> <laughs> put the dog out of his misery he's not suffering I think he is <laughs> I can tell um, yeah I think that's been one of the things I keep yeah. thinking about Auto, it's also it's almost been like a, a flipping reflex it's like I've thought about that this week when I've yeah. gone well, that's great, that, but that's yeah. it. That, that, for me, is half the battle. Yeah. Because you can get rid of so many things really, really quickly yeah. that have been stacking up. And then it's just the bigger things that then you've got, you've freed up so much more time to do the bigger things. Yeah. What I've found this week with doing this process is I've been scheduling, blocking off, or should I say, grouping together tasks. Yeah, batching. So, yeah. So I like tasks. So you know, yeah. I need to email this person, that person, that person, that. I need to do this. And if they're all within the same realm, yes. they've gone on into one kind of little box. A little yes. And then what I've been doing is I've been scheduling things. And that's the next thing. It's kind of, so the, uh, if it's a two-minute job, do it. Yeah, absolutely. And those things, great. Those are those are the kind of things that often, uh, you know, the the two-second reply to an email, yes or no, send an invoice. You yeah, know, it's that kind of thing. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to either delegate the job mm-hmm. or schedule it, so to defer it and put it to a specific time. So the delegating, am I the right person for this job? No. <laughs> Unless it's eating an old, a day-old kebab that you found behind a radiator, the answer is probably no for me. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of jobs where the whole world will gather and go, no, John Holt is the one we need for that. That job, right. Where's John Holt? I've seen people with banners, <laughs> protests, call John, call John. You know, Nobody's calling out for me. <laughs> Which is sad and amusing at the same time. So you've had time. a quiet week then because you've yeah. basically delegated everything to everybody else. That's it, yeah. Am I the right person to do it? You even no. delegated the job of email into that piece of software. <laughs> I delegated the task of clicking send to a piece of you software. You can't even be trusted to send an email. <laughs> And the best thing is, the first time I did it, I set it up wrong, so all the emails in the sequence went out within a day. Of each other. So I'm down. 
So the third one that was, I emailed you a few weeks ago. Hang on, no, you didn't. You emailed me yesterday. So basically, you were singing the praises of this productivity as you started. I start should not this. be allowed out in society. Is, is the answer without? And then you've actually come up with the truth, which is you've been ruined. I can't lie. So I'm just going to screw this piece of paper up with the cheat sheet. I need the book. Oh, dear. I, I can't be trusted with just a cheat sheet. Oh dear, that's funny. But no, so yeah, delegate it. So I think yeah, also taking your time over things. Yeah. <laughs> now you're speaking to me like a carer, John. Take you, no need to rush, John. I know, I know oh, you're impulsive, dear. but just that is that is very funny. But. <laughs> It's it, Well, it is. It's kind of one of those things. But it comes back to what we talked about in one of the previous podcasts um, about kind of not really having a clue about what we're doing. It. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the essence of why we're doing this, is we're really trying to find our way and try and be better, yeah. better at things. Not hard, really, is it? From and so, where I'm coming from. Yeah, it can only go up, really. Yeah, yeah. If I'd have clicked send and the whole machine exploded, <laughs> that would be the only thing that could have gone worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not a good advert for that piece of software I'll, I'll be honest with you but yeah, anyway so back to the, the, the oh, steps yeah, yeah. of the getting things done yeah so yeah so delegate responsibility delegate. if you are not the best person to do that <laughs> and I think you know one of the things that we do in our business and, and I'm sure you can uh, attest to this is that we kind of micromanage our business because yeah. we're creative or performers or sole traders and you kind of try and do everything yourself yeah and you've kind of got to realise at some point it's not Either you're not the best person for mm. it, or it's not worth your time to learn that skill, so you better pay to some somebody yeah. else to do it, or that you know sometimes it's better to free the time up. You know, it's free free up your space, free up your time. You it gives you more headspace. You know that that person is going to do it better than you, or at least they're going to do it the same as you. Yeah. Um, but it means that you can get twice as much done because they should at least, for the amount that you've paid them, you should get a return on that. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're the worst for that. I don't know what you're like for, for kind of micromanaging things. I'm a nightmare. No, I am, and I think I also come up, come at it from the angle of, um, oh, I'm saving money by doing this, but the, there's a guy called Perry Marshall who talks about this in marketing. He says, in your job, there are tasks that are worth $10 an hour, $100 an hour, $1,000 an hour, and $10,000 an hour, and you should be working on the $10,000 an hour stuff. So it's the stuff like the sale, uh, sales pages if you sell yeah. a product, or the act if you're a magician, and not the getting email addresses, that kind of thing. But it's... Yeah. But also, the idea as well is that if you can afford it, then somebody, somebody's real skill, somebody's calling is probably designing a website. They love it. Yeah. They love every point of it, and they love getting the details and learning how to do it. And we're kind of depriving them of the joy they get in their work yeah. by us doing it in a really shoddy manner. So it's a good way to think about it. But, yeah, I think most of it comes from me because I think, well, I don't really want to have to pay somebody to do that. Yeah. I reckon I can do it myself. But then they also say, um, I think it was, because I listened to a podcast I mentioned before, Shalene Johnson, and it's I can't remember who she who she get it from, but it's a, a phrase that says, scared money doesn't make money. And so basically, oh, right. if you're afraid to spend money on things, yeah. you're never going to make money. Um, so I'm going to be poor a, forever, yeah. eating, eating day-old kebabs. <laughs> yeah, if you found that behind the sofa, <laughs> it saved me a bit. There's no way there's any food lying around my house. <laughs> got a dog and we've got me. Those two things. You, oh. You'll raise the dog <laughs> yeah. for it. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, you do. You kind of, kind of try and do everything yourself. But it's, 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 it's knowing what, what to defer. 
and yeah. what not to. Yeah. What you're going to be better at. What's you know, if you can clump that job into into a group of other jobs that you know the similar kind of things, then yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, to de- so delegate it to somebody who's better than you or whose time is better spent on that and your time's better spent on, Definitely. on the more valuable Because the other thing is it'll take them half an hour. Well, it'll take me like four days to get a bloody oh. website. This guy's yeah. done it for years. and Absolutely. And they'll know a better way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so, when the jobs that remain yeah. in the system of, uh, of Dave Allen's is, is so to defer it. So, one thing is to kind of put a calendar you know, calendar yeah. it, you know, schedule, schedule, schedule the... Um, what gets the schedule kind of, gets done. Absolutely. And so talking about, the, you know, these kind of, this process, I've been clumping jobs together, but I've been scheduling them. Yeah. And I find I get so, so much more done. Yeah. By scheduling things. So I go, you know, 8.30 in the morning till till, till nine. I've got that group of, of jobs to do. That yeah. I know realistically I'm going to get in, you know, get done. Yeah. And I might be ahead of myself, and then I can start the next group of jobs, which are like sort of nine till nine thirty. And so, because the light, the, the jobs are similar, I can get them all done in a similar yeah. way. My mind is is focused You're on those. In that and, zone, aren't you? Absolutely. Yes. The two minute jobs, which are listed, can all go together, and bam, 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 bam. You know, if I haven't already done them whilst I've been writing the list. You yeah. Know? So yeah, I've, I've I found that really really valuable. And then also because I've done maybe a three or four hour stint in the morning where I've done. A lot, literally all the jobs that I could think of that are practical then that frees me up I then don't schedule as much in the afternoon which allows me time to just kind of go down the rabbit hole with internet sort of creative searches and ideas and or or learning something rehearsing something developing something so it gives me that time to kind of do the more deep work which we're going to get into later on in the episode but yeah I really think that it's been valuable now I know there's so many more facets to to each element of this this schedule but I think it's I found it valuable I don't know have you sort of no I found it really good and I've um I've um, the deep work thing that we talked about. The batching is is another thing that's mentioned in that book. So there's a little bit of crossover. But I've started using even like I, I've been a big fan of Evernote for ages. Okay. And so what I've started doing in Evernote is creating what, where, when, and who tags. Right. So any task I have a folder called Actions Pending. Any task goes in there. So even if, meet Andy for podcast. I right. can I can tag you. I can tag the day I'm doing it. I can tag where I need to be when I'm doing it. Have you got a snooze button on that? Because it's taking weeks. <laughs> I know, Notice I don't have respond to Andy on Messenger on there. That's... <laughs> but the advantage is I can search things by tag. So we're talking about batching. Right. So I can have a tag called in town. So I've got a shopping list in there. I've got I need to oh, take right. this back. So wherever I am, I can click on the tag for that place right. and find the jobs that I need to do while there. Great, great. Um, is that that's on on, on the phone app or yeah. the? Is it linked through to the the desktop as well? Yeah, yeah. It's on desktop and it just syncs to your phone. Right. And the other thing is, we have a shopping list on there, so me and Beth share that. Right. So anytime there's anything needs added to the shopping list, you just add it, and we both get access right. to it. Oh, okay. So and you can really, check things off once you've done them. So that exactly, you, yeah. you know that yeah. it's been done. And it's just it doesn't create any extra work. You're just using it a bit smarter. But right. again, it comes down to just going takes that thinking space away because I go right. I'm in town. Yeah. Um, what can I do while I'm here? 
click there and I've got a list of things that I've predetermined. I'm not just sat there going, right, what do I need to yeah, do? Yeah, what do I need to do? Uh, yeah, I I'm- do that. I, I go to the supermarket. I don't write anything down. I say, I've got four things to get, four things yeah. to get. Just remember, I've got four <laughs> things to get. I get there. I can't remember what they are. I know two of them. a a greenhouse and a boiler suit. You go, I don't think these were any of them. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think it's been an interesting um, sort of process. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get fasc- the book and have a look at it. I'm fascinated with the um, with the two apps. You- I have got Evernote. I've yeah. looked at it and it's not something that I've really got my head around. So, I'll probably pick your brains on that and we can kind of uh, look at that again in the future. So, the two apps you use is Evernote and the software you use is... The, oh, for the emails? The emails, yeah. Lemlist. Yeah, Lemlist. it costs, I think it's about £30 a month, but if you right, send okay. it, you can send up to 100 emails a day. Right, okay. And if you think about how long that would take you to manage and yeah. stuff like that, uh, in terms of how much you charge for gigs and stuff like that, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a really useful tool. And like I say, just for the, the, the fact that it takes you out the headspace. And you can actually try it for free without actually signing up for credit cards or anything like that. Right. So you okay, can so you have a genuine it. free trial of it yeah. without having to think, oh, crap, I've got to yeah. unsubscribe. And if, yeah, and if it automatically generates you business yeah then it's paid for itself anyway so then Absolutely. you can see the value that's yeah. great that's great so um so yeah i think it's been an interesting process to do yeah this week that's been a it's certainly been a curious process <laughs> do you see how i tied that back in seamless seamless Beautiful. the expression on your face just said before you said the word curious i've got this yeah, i'm in there <laughs> i'm gonna slip this one in <laughs> so uh, so that was last week's task um uh, via the getting it done book by david allen so yep wonderful and uh, and i'm sure it's something that will develop over time as well so watch this space so i've been a productivity machine farming out emailing and stuff like that what have you been up to well, it's it's been a manic week to be honest with you. It's like we're we've just kind of come to the end of the sort of crazy season with gigs, with weddings yeah. and events and different things like that. And um, and we've had a bit of a heat wave as well, so that hasn't helped in, at all. In the UK, we would say heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> when the rest of the world looks on and goes, I got sorry, a slight what? sweat on. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I, I jogged for five miles and felt a drip of perspiration. So, but yeah, I've, I've been you know I've had I've been lucky enough to do some amazing gigs and uh, and go to some cool places as well. But one of the, the, the I think the, it was the epitome of not really concentrating on things <laughs> um, came to a head because I was so busy and doing so many different things, doing so many gigs and getting ready. And um, I arrived for a day. I think I had three gigs in this one particular day. There you go. Sh- showing God, up there. There you go. the way three, you just <laughs> slit these. I had three gigs in one horrific. day. It was and a it busy was, afternoon. It was the hottest, hottest day of the year as well. So <laughs> yeah. that was nice. Yeah. So anyway, I arrived to the first one, which was a house party right and um uh and i was out for the whole day that traveled to this thing and i was i was preparing for this uh, sort of house party to perform for the guests uh, and it was in this this office of this house right and it had at one side of the office it had a full-length mirror so i went to kind of sort of check my appearance my suit and everything and i looked down with sheer horror Fine, and done. worse than that worse than that i put on odd shoes <laughs> When you say odd shoes, you mean that shoes that don't match, not like clown shoes that didn't match. <laughs> yes. No, I, I put on one brown shoe and one black shoe. Completely different. Completely different shoes. And and I, I'd actually physically put these on. Nobody put the shoes on for me. I'd put these shoes on myself. No, you don't have somebody dressing you for no, gig. You're no, doing no, three gigs were, a day. This is like a $10 the, task. Yes. My, the, the, the help, the, the paid help wasn't, wasn't Was working that day, no. Um, so, yeah, completely different shoes. And... 
I was out for the day then I couldn't get back <laughs> for the whole day so I um, I was at these gigs and I was doing sort of the magic and everything and the so, magic the magic and so I was talking <laughs> to different guests and saying now what I'm here to do today is as I'm testing your observation skills I'm testing your observation skills to see you know about the magic how how close are you focusing is there anything that you can see straight away <laughs> and a few people would say your shoes ah well done let's carry on with the magic and every time I did that a little part of me died <laughs> You see, there's, there's, there's a lot you can get away with being a magician. You see, my first reaction, I think, would be to hastily purchase the website, The Odd Shoe Magician, and go, no, that's my website, yeah, it's, it's, it's all my image, you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all planned, you know. I'm not an idiot who's got the wrong shoe. Oh, no. Yeah, it was, I was like, oh, you absolute idiot. But it shows that literally, sometimes, you get into your own head, you're so busy focusing on, I've got to be there, I've got to get this, I've got to sort that. And I, I forgot about a simple thing of just check that your shoes are the right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I like yeah, the way how you worked it in, though. I had to, because I, your... I thought, I can't. What can, what can you? I'm going to say, yeah, put the wrong shoes on today. <laughs> They're going to yeah. get out. Get <laughs> yeah, out. Get out. <laughs> absolute loon. You're an absolute nutter. Get out of our house. You know, stay away from the children. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's, what can you do? It was, uh, yeah. So, um, so that was that was that was one of the things that happened <laughs> this week. And the other thing, which was which was great, um, some uh, some friends of ours um, are work for ITV. So one, right. uh, um, and so we got. Got uh, you moving good, sir. Oh I, yes, it's very very um, celebrity lifestyle. Now they work for ITV, and so um, we got invited to the recording of one of the. Um, Eight out of ten cats does countdown. Mm-hmm. So um, we went over to that, and and I don't know if you've ever been to a TV show no. recording and everything. I don't go out to these places. <laughs> I know people who mend gates. You know people who work <laughs> at ITV. Yes. Uh, well, it's, I don't think it's anything glamorous. That you know, well, their jobs are great. You know, they're great people. But but yeah, matching it's, shoes. It's matching shoes all the way. They're yeah. Very, yeah. They're very don't strict on that. Shoes with a ta- panel full of comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had a tour around one of the studios, and then uh, then we went into this recording and it's fascinating to see that the process because we work in a, a live environment where everything happens yeah. on the fly in tv it's all very you know in chunks and, and blocked out and you know they can edit out bits that don't quite work or the bits that you know they need don't want the audience <laughs> to see and but they do a That's lot podcast more. process yes, <laughs> yes, the amount of rubbish we cut out of this is unbelievable this is the good bit this is the good bit. <laughs> <laughs> But it was fascinating to watch because they obviously filmed like these uh, tang, sort of the comedians, um, cats comedians. They they kind of filmed probably like sort of two three hours worth of material, yeah. And they edit it down into kind of maybe forty five minutes to an hour, depending on sort of advert breaks and, and whatnot. It's a long show, that isn't it, it? It really is, and they've all it's all kind of set up. You know, they've got their own sort of set pieces that they've written. And you can tell yeah. that they've written their own pieces, but in between the banter between them is fascinating and the way that it, how long it takes them to warm up mm. when they first started there was it was really awkward you know the, the banter really? between them yeah there was no sort of off the cuff remarks it was very answer the question hmm oh but then after about sort of half an hour of kind of bouncing off each other they found each other's kind of you know like comedy styles because obviously there's different guests yeah and they were flying backwards and forwards and it just took off 
but yeah, it was fascinating to see that process. Because you immediately, when you see the, t- the kind of comedians on TV, not necessarily live, it's a different experience, and you, you are seeing the gold, aren't you? Really, yeah. You're seeing the stuff that it's is amazing. And you kind of assume yeah. that that's all that's that they do. It's all amazing. It all works, and that there's never any like issues. But the bits that oh, that doesn't work now. Let's let's do that again. But they've got to get the same reaction, and they re-record yeah. little bits. And yeah, it was really, really good. I have been to recordings before of different things, but I think that because that is a panel show with comedians, it's a lot more sort of banter and a lot more sort of exchange between the two, uh, the different sort of um, yeah, uh, comedians. I think- I think people presume that panel shows and comedy in general, I think people think it's just an easy process. They think of a joke, spout it off. They don't realise that comedians, before they get the Netflix special, have spent over a year going around smaller clubs, testing each individual joke and honing it down and making it as perfect as possible. When you watch something on TV or a DVD... You know, you're seeing the end result of years worth of work, and it's similar with panel shows. They, 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 you can't just get five people mucking around, and it will be gold. And I think yeah. seeing that when other people have tried to do panel shows, it doesn't flow as well. There's a lot more going on than just five people mucking around on yeah. on set, and, it's, and on, on on the fly as well. Yeah, you know, it's improvisation, yeah, and, and like the, a big thing, as you'll know, in in comedy, is callbacks. Yeah. And these comedians are constantly calling back to gags that they've previously done and, and then to reinforce that gag. Which I think when they're recording a three-hour show that's going to be edited down into 45 minutes or something like that, that must be really difficult to get all those callbacks in and references. Yeah. Because if they don't use one gag, then they can't use a callback to that gag, which yes. then might link to another really good gag. And and so I think from an editing point, point of view, it's uh, it must be quite must tough. Be a nightmare. It must be really, really tough. But yeah, it was it was great to see people, you know, giving their A game, you know, live and and seeing how that sort of whole process works. And you know, the, and also the celebrity thing is is an unusual beast in itself, isn't yeah. it? You know, that brings something un, uh, different anyway. You know, yeah. You know, we meet at gigs doing different events. I we don't. celebrities. We've said this. I don't. don't. You don't no. know. No, not you. You wear odd shoes and do three gigs a day. <laughs> I I spend. 19 out of the 24 hours a day crying and <laughs> in a lay by eating an old sandwich a pasty. <laughs> Cold. I hope to progress to a Ginsters now that I've farmed out the emails I reckon I can, I've got the time to invest in a Ginsters yeah you could bake your own pasties <laughs> I make my own pasty now that I'm not doing emails this is the $10,000 task I need to focus on mind you I suppose with celebrity it's it's one of those things. If you don't know who they are, then they're not a celebrity. Like there's all these kind of reality show, like yeah. TV celebrities, but they're only celebrities because they've been on TV and people will have, will recognise them. That's yeah. really what a celebrity is nowadays. People recognise you, so it gives you a certain celebrity. Yeah. When we're back in the day, when you thought about a celebrity, it was somebody who was a star who was a. You yeah, know, they were like a legend. They were talented. They they did something that was worthy yeah. of that celebrity. Nowadays, it's not so much. But again, if you don't know the people, you know, I I um um last week uh, last week week before I was at my residency and there was a footballer there, right. a, a legend footballer, Ian Rush. You know, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm I don't follow football, so <laughs> I he's not a celebrity to me. 
you know, so he's just a person. He's just yeah. Ian. <laughs> it's just Ian, isn't it? You know, it's just Ian. and you know, you meet them and you talk to them in a different way. And, and but somebody else who knows them and admires them has followed their career will talk to them in a diff- completely different way. And that's it is quite an it must be an unusual life that for yeah to, for one second to have that and expect a certain reaction from somebody and somebody who doesn't know who you are to to be completely different and and. You know, obviously, some people you always know who they are, but there's that kind of grey area, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's like, were you wearing odd shoes or we? I was wearing uh, correct shoes. But I've made a point <laughs> ever since to wear the correct. I love shoes. the fact that Ian Rush, one of the greatest footballers, you know, play for Liverpool, would go around. And go, I saw a magician once. He had odd shoes on. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, yeah, I met Stephen Gerrard. Um, oh, for God's sake! I met him. I've met him a few times actually at different oh, events God. and stuff. And um, this is very name dropy, isn't it? Can, yeah. can you hear that? Just drop yeah. a few more names. I met him and, um, slap and the I floor. thought because I, I don't follow football, I thought I think it was Michael Owen. I thought he was Michael Owen because <laughs> I thought, well, I vaguely I rec- I was in Liverpool football ground at the time. Right. In their, I was doing a party for the Liverpool team, so you'd expect to see some famous footballers, but because you don't know who they are, yeah. So I thought, well, that's a name I know. He looks like somebody like, well, that's got to be him. It wasn't. It was Stephen Gerrard. And my cousin, I remember, wouldn't speak to me because he's a huge football fan, a huge Liverpool fan. And and at the time, it was like um, the World Cup. And he was, I think, was the captain, something like that, the England captain. And he said, I'm not speaking to you. That man could literally hold the World Cup in his hands in a few weeks' time. He plays and for you England. You've got who, no chance. You don't, you, don't know who, <laughs> you don't know who he is. That's how I was like, well, no, it's, you know, I don't... I like, I like your thought process of, well, he looks like Michael Owen, and <laughs> Michael Owen once played for Liverpool. I'm going to call him Michael Owen. <laughs> like, that's Didn't a I... very low threshold of identity. It's like, if you had a gun and you were in the police, well, he looks like that terrorist. I'm going to take a pop at him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah, I'd kick myself in... if I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'd kick myself. <laughs> <laughs> that would make for a great disciplinary hearing. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's been my week. Odd shoes and celebrity uh, mistakes. Celebrity spotters. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. So, what have you been up to this week? What have you been curious about this week, Andy? Well, I've been very curious about the book that you gave me to read. Ah, yeah, deep, deep Work. Deep Work by, um, I can't remember the name of the book. <laughs> Cal Newport. Cal Newport, that's <laughs> yeah, it. It's a good so, book. So, yeah, Deep Work. So, that was the book you gave me uh, to have a look at. Because um, yes. you've read it a few times, yeah. and and um, and yeah, I th- you know, I thought uh, I'd, I'd take a look at it, and uh, and we'd kind of uh, look, you know, discuss its merits this week. So, synopsisize the book. Synopsisize is that, that is, is the that word? Is that word? I don't know. A brief synopsis of the of the. Of the I'll of, tell you about it. Tell us about the book. <laughs> Just tell us so, about the book. Um, Cal Newport's got a few books out there, and he's become pretty famous in the. I, I guess you'd call it knowledge workspace for trying to teach people how to work better because we live in an age as we know with increasing distractions and his idea especially in the work uh, in the book deep work is the idea that if you want a rare and a rare valuable job you're going to have to have rare and valuable skills and the only way to do that is to knuckle down essentially and do the work and the ability to do deep work and learn complicated things fast and effectively 
It's getting increasingly harder with phones, with tech, yeah, with, with alerts. so much beeps. noise and yeah, distraction. Exactly. exactly. So his idea is basically, you know, we, we need to learn how to do this deep work and get proper stuff done. Um, it's going to become rare and valuable. It's going to become more and more important as time goes on. So that's what the book's about. And I think I got it ages ago. Uh, and I think with this new membership thing that I'm doing where I'm actually having to sit down and create stuff and I yeah. need... And the best way to do that is with large and broken periods of time, which, yeah. you know, when you're married, you've got a couple of kids and a gay dog, it's going to be quite a complicated <laughs> yeah. thing to arrange anyway. Yeah, especially with a gay dog. But does that, does that uh, we don't need oh, to look shopping into Shopping for scatter cushions with him isn't absolutely... <laughs> no, um, so there, there's so many things that can get in the way of that anyway. So Yeah, well, he looks at it as shallow work and deep work. Not now, my think, dog, but Cal Newport, yes. Cal Newport, yeah. yeah. I think... Uh, really, the, the the real merit and the benefit from this kind of book is for somebody who does something like, uh, if you're a writer or an yeah. artist, or something that takes long periods of focus. Yeah. You know, if you're into, if you're a social media manager, yes. deep work is isn't going to be relative to, uh, relevant to or you. Your deep work may be other people's shallow work. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. There's different levels of yeah. it. You know, and I think sometimes if you if you create things, you have a, pr- a period of of deep work. Where you're creating that element, yeah. that thing, and then you've got a period of shallow work where you might have to promote. Yeah, that. oh yeah, absolutely. It's, so it's, it's it goes through phases where people are writing a novel. Exactly, they need that. and that's 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 what it's all about. But I, I I kind of read the book and and I look. There's different elements in the first section of it. It's explaining the merits of it and the reasons yeah. for it. So the sociological reasons, the psychological reasons, the physiological reasons. Mm. So tell us a bit more about that kind of element. God, I can't I found remember that. that. Um, well. <laughs> I've read it a little bit well, yeah, more there's recently. There's a lot of benefits to being able to do this. And, you know, from a mental health standpoint as well, the, the ability to do deep work makes you feel better. You know, you feel yeah. you feel like you've... Like we, said, we said on a previous podcast about the fact that you can have a whole day where you feel like you've been busy, but when you look back, you've not really accomplished anything. You've done yeah. a lot of little things really well, but they're not kind of things that move the needle. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, th- this whole podcast, and, and even with the getting things done thing, it's about being... It's about being more intentional about what really matters to you and being a bit more focused on that and not occupying all your time by being busy. That's not the aim. It's to kind of be able to do the stuff that you need to do. So for me, it might be to sit down and create a training on a comedy technique for my group without checking my phone. Yeah. Well, it's very easy, isn't it, to sit down and go, what should I do today? Yeah. And you can fill your day up with, with just, oh, well, I'll email that person, I'll, I'll get in touch, I'll, I'll, I'll try this, I'll write that. And you're just doing bits, and you never, you probably never really ever finish anything. You just do a, lots of little bitty things that yeah. make you feel like you, you've accomplished things. But actually, as you, as you rightly say, at the end of it, you look back and go, I'm not actually got anything from yeah, that. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, it's like the path of least resistance anyway. If you've got two jobs, and one of them is to post something to Facebook, and the other one is to write a report that you're dreading doing, or something like that, but yeah. it's really going to move the needle, you're going to go, oh, well, they're both one item on my to-do list. Let's do the easy one. It'll fit. You almost con yeah, yourself. You go, right, yeah. I'm, I'm avoiding this here. I'm yeah, not yeah. doing the thing that will move the needle. But what, one thing that I got straight away from, from the first section of this book, the first section of the book talks about the, the reasons behind doing deep work. Mm-hmm. The second section talks about the methods to facilitate deep work. And one of the things that sort of, uh, that struck home with me, it was creating a sense of pride. When you, yeah. when you do 
you do do a period of deep work which is focused on the creative work or writing or whatever it is art or, or or even just developing and rehearsing things you get a sense of pride from that and it, there was a guy there was a section it talked about um it was, i've got a note here rick furrer rick oh furrer? the sword maker the sword craftsman yeah. yeah so he'd go through like long long periods of you know working metal and yeah, shaping over it and over and over and over, over, and over. Again. i'm not even known that the end result won't like actually just be rubbish you yeah. know he, he might go wrong at any point um but it's that that period of well, it's, it's a master craftsman, isn't it? Yeah, That's where exactly. They get it from. Yeah, you it, don't become a master craftsman by just dipping in and out of a task on yeah. a daily basis. And and that's not to say that you don't. You know, it's it's that balance, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's scheduling the time to give yourself a chance to focus on something, and that's really what it kind of hits home about. Um, uh, the other one was uh, Winifred Gallagher, um, who's a science writer. Um, I think it says hey, she, she wrote, oh, she wrote the book Wrapped, the, didn't wrapped, she? Yeah, 2009 yes. book Wrapped. This is like a test. I, I feel know, like I'm passing it, I've done well there. I've got my notes. You're doing this off the top. I know, this is it's very good, impressive. After last week's failure at your <laughs> Instagram challenge, this you've redeemed yourself. I'd rather be good at this, though, than <laughs> yeah. go, yeah, I can memorize so, 30 hashtags. So you're trying to say that uh, I wasted my time, is what you trying to say last week. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but basically what happened was she had a, a cancer diagnosis. And so it made her realise what was important. Yeah. And um, and she kind of sums it up with like, who you are and what you think and what you do and what you love is a sum of what you focus on. Yeah. So basically what you spend your time focusing on is is the embodiment of you. Yeah. And if you're focusing on shallow, like, menial tasks all the time, yeah. everybody's got to do it at some point, yeah. but if you're doing it all the time, yeah. then, you know, that is what you're made up of. Yeah. And and you've got no real value, you know, placed on your time and your efforts. And so, so yeah, I think it is good. And we've obviously we're magicians, and so we we put value on on the passion that we've got for our art yeah. and, the, and creating different things and rehearsing and performance and that kind of thing. And so I think we're lucky in that respect. But I think this this kind of book drums, you know, kind of really brings it home that you it's, it is really important, you know. And she it took a cancer diagnosis for her yeah. to realise the value in in focus. Yeah, you know. and I think there's a story, you might not have got to it, there's a story later on where they talk about, there's an excuse today where people say, oh, like social media is a really good example. I'll use Facebook because it's it might have a benefit. So I could post a video on Facebook. But he uses the example in the book of a farmer and he said, well, approach it how a, a practical person would approach tools. Now, you make a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. right? So you wouldn't buy every single tool in the world just because it might have a use in the future. Yeah. And in the book, he talks to this farmer. He says, well, he, buy, he talks about a hay baler, I think it is. Right. And he said, after a, a cost-benefit analysis, he said, it actually, it, the money I could get from selling the grass is actually slightly less than the money I could get from feeding it to blah, 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 you know, this yeah. kind of stuff. So he, he, it kind of highlights the fact that you don't just pick things because they've got any benefit. You pick them because they've got a massive, significant benefit. Yeah. And because any benefit's kind of like a lazy way. Oh, I'll, I'll do this because it's, it might, I might yeah. have been useful. Uh, you know, I'll do this even though I've only got two followers, but yeah. two, one of them might book me for a gig in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. You're convincing yourself of, to, yeah. to justify the effort. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, it was, it was a fascinating read. It really was. I think, it's half the book is convincing you that you need to do deep work and the yeah. second part is is to give you sort of disciplines to do that. Now, I was kind of convinced after the first 
little chapter on it. Yeah. And so the rest of it, you only need <laughs> one sold. reason to convince yourself. Yeah. And so I think it trying to then go, and this person says they do it for that reason. And and I understand that, you know, like it talks about being able to learn a hard task quickly. Yes. Like at schools, you know, they don't just sort of chat about things and, and, and you know, just go in group conversations and workshop and, and the kids suddenly learn all these topics. Yeah. There's focus. They sit them down. They don't, you know, in silence often to do study. To, and there's a reason for that. It's, yeah. it's deep work. That's what it is. It's study isn't it yeah and so it means you can learn a hard task much quicker than dipping in and out of it and not really focusing on it that's going to take you a lot longer yeah um so you know i, I was convinced you know i know that i i'm guilty like anybody of, of being distracted by pop-ups and notifications yeah. and social media and 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 being re- very reactionary to stuff well that's the other thing as well like you mentioned it before about uh, getting things done when you batch things together and he talks in the book about context switching so yeah. you don't just go from doing your re- you don't just go from writing the report to email and then back to the writing report because there's your mind needs space to adjust between the tasks yeah. so just like you wouldn't get up first thing in the morning and immediately be at your peak physical condition able to run a marathon yeah. you need to warm up get ready yeah and he talks about it can take 25 minutes to shift from one thing to another. Now, you add that up in a day of sit down. Oh, hi, Janice. Do you, yeah. Oh, right. You need, oh, you know, and all these interruptions, checking your phone and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And suddenly you're, you're, you're not going to be at your best writing that report. Well, you're doing, using different areas of your brain, aren't yeah. you, for different kind you're of functions. Yeah, you never get in that flow thing. You never get into, like, the, the full maximal brain space when you can really do the best job that you yeah. can. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the first part. The second part, as you've gone into there, is some of the sort of techniques. Yeah. That. And one of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> elements, in fact, it's a whole section dev- uh, devoted to it, is quit social media, yeah. <laughs> which kind of, you're kind of like, ah, well, yeah. this, this, is, this is tough because, you know, sometimes, again, you spend the periods of time doing the deep work and then you rely on the, the lighter work to promote that. And so, yeah. so whilst I agree with it, social media is a demon and, and it can, you know, you get pop-ups of how much screen time you've used on your phone. That's and, scary, and that isn't is, it? <laughs> it is scary how much... Five hours a day! But I, I do know that some of that is productivity because yeah. I'm using it to promote. So it's not as if I'm I'm on Facebook four or five hours a day. You know, it's it's kind of, you share between your phone or your screen to do, you know, yeah. communications and stuff. But, uh, but the... Uh, one of the things and we've looked at this already in the podcast and we're going to probably sort of look at it much more as we go forward is setting goals and that includes measurability and accountability Mm. so set really you know ambitious goals for yourself Mm. and that could be write a book yeah you know and that's and so it's something that sets you on a path i've got to do this and that forces you down that sort of avenue of I've got to actually focus on it, otherwise I'm never going to get it done. And that accountability is yeah. somebody's expecting me to deliver this book or whatever it mm. is you're creating. And so I thought that was, um, that was uh, from an initial standpoint, that's that's it, isn't it? It gives you focus. That's the, That was a, a key thing that I took straight away. Which, yeah. um, you know, as we all think, we, well, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get, get it around done to it someday. Yeah. And yeah, and it, it uses like the 4DX framework for disciplines of execution, yeah. which is what he mentions, which is another book in itself. But he talks about how, how he was able to go, well, make ma- massive gains. I think he went from four academic computer science journal papers to nine in the space yeah. of a year. And he wrote a book and he's still got a job and he's, you know, 
the difference is massive. And yeah, it's... absolutely. It's it's kind of scheduling that time, giving yourself a target and being measurable, which yeah. is, you know, this is how many I'm going to sort of generate. The other thing that I looked at was obviously don't be as re- to reactionary to light, shallow tasks, yeah. notifications. I'm the worst for that. But sometimes, you, you know, with our work, you've got to be a little bit yeah, reactionary because be people yeah. want to know now. Yeah. I want, you know, they want to book you for something, or they need information from you. They want, they need it now. Yeah. And I know you're, you're reacting to their time yeah. frame, their schedule, and not your own. But unfortunately, that's the way of the world sometimes. So it's, it is, it's that balance, isn't it? Well, I think you've got to be realistic, haven't you? If you can honestly look at your business and say, look, I'm being paid on contactability, or you know, so let's, you know, the membership that I run about comedy right for businesses, I need to pop in two or three times a day and and to make myself visible and to offer things because that's what people are paying for. It's unrealistic to say quit social media because yeah. people are directly paying for access to me on social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. You have to be realistic about it. And I think I think the key thing is 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 it's very simple. You just come down to intent and going, right, I'm just being intentional. Is mm-hmm. this really going to move the needle for me? Or can you be a bit more sensible, like batching emails? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, if it's, even if it's four times a day rather than just checking every five minutes. Yeah. Um, well, like uh, we've spoken about before in a previous episode, Tim Ferriss m- mentions in his four-hour work week, you'd stop every now and then and say, am I being productive yeah. am i being effective in what i'm doing right now yeah um and one of the, you know you put other elements in from this book which are you know scheduling time to do internet work scheduling time like i've done with some of the tasks you've put it into blocks you've scheduled it yeah you've got it out of the way that frees up that time one of the key things that i got from this and i've, I've heard it before but i think it really hammered this home for me is a, is embracing boredom yeah embracing boredom and they say that you should the best thing you can do for your kids is allow them to get bored yeah because then it allows them to be imaginative and let their brains kind of think of different opportunities and possibilities and i think that's key you know it's 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 giving yourself that freedom time freedom by getting other things out of the way giving yourself that space to either focus on something or expand your mind and think of opportunities possibilities and things that would never be allowed to pop into your head because your head is so full of all the distraction and the never noise. Never get bored, do we nowadays? No. Never. I, I include myself. You say kids, but I'm the same. Waiting in line somewhere, straight on your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's the weird balance because it feels like oh, I'm being productive, and you go, well, actually, productive would be like getting used to boredom and, and making your mind work for something. And you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's it's a weird shift that kind of boredom thing. We're we're in a we're in a strange sort of time right now because we're we're trying to find that balance between sort of the online world and the distraction and the noises that, yeah, that are kind of coming definitely. at us from every direction versus really the valuable stuff as you say the knowledge work and 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 you know and the stuff that in 50 years time when you say what have i created what's the stuff that i'm yeah. going to be famous for you know and you're good at this you create shows you build stuff and you can go oh they the- won't be remembered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not for the right reasons 
<laughs> so yeah, I think we'll um, kind of uh, revisit the book. I'm, I'm kind of about two thirds of the way through yeah. at the moment, um, and so I, we'll probably kind of revisit it. Yeah, uh, see how it future. changes our practices. Yeah, and I, th- I want to continue some of the sort of the practices that I've developed so far in the last couple of weeks with the kind of clumping and the scheduling of tasks. And um, so we'll revisit that, and, and, and you can tell me all about your um, your successes with the automated email <laughs> process, and uh, and see what results you've had from that. Yeah, and uh, I look forward to hearing about it. Okay, so we're almost coming to the end of uh, this week's episode. I hope we've enjoyed it, but um, we uh, we need to kind of discuss uh, this week's task. What do you think, John? <laughs> that huh? quite menacingly. Oh, yeah. This week's <laughs> what? Have, what do you got planned for me this week, John? Well, I, well, one thing. This may not be an issue for you, but one thing I've never really done is is done any form of exercise for any period of time. Um, so I really want to get started on doing something. Not not to get like beach body ready or anything like that, but you know what I mean? Just just right. do something to get a bit more fit. What do you mean like this physique over here, yes. George? <laughs> I like the way you're covered in Vaseline. Just <laughs> yes, smolder it off. Um, yeah, so I'm wanting right, to start, okay. do some exercise, make it a bit more of a habit. And again, not getting, you know, talking about the fact about, we did the other week about not getting emotionally involved in the result. Yeah. Uh, it's more about the process and going, right, okay, I'm doing the right thing every single day. Yeah, just doing something is, yeah. is good. I think, yeah, well, we're in, we're in our 40s now, and, and it's when you get up and you have to make a noise to <laughs> yeah. get up. You can't, you can't get out of a chair without making a noise. Or you need a, a run-up to... Uh, yeah. See, my, my, my wife's a young whippersnapper, yeah. so she, she's like, what do you do? What's the matter with you? I'm, like, I'm just getting up to you. <laughs> just getting up. That's, that could be your exercise I for only, this week. I only married a younger woman so that she can wheel me around. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's planning. Yeah, she's she's just going to put me in a care home and leave me there. So she is. Uh, next week, possibly. possibly, possibly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we'll exercise then. So we'll we'll just try something. So just well, let's well, let's let's take what we've learned from GTD and deep getting, work and getting things of... done by David Allen. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Available from all good Don't bookstores. confuse GTD with GHD. <laughs> That's a whole different ballgame. Um, so let's let's kind of uh, kind of come up with a plan. Not not now, but like let's see if we can formulate a plan, a time, and a space, and an exercise that we can do something that we can make a lifestyle change, rather than um, just say right. You know what? I'm going to do exercise. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. The difference between kind of short sharp focused I'm going to do this like New Year's resolution I'm going to be at the gym every day as opposed to you know actually making a realistic plan to just for benefits so let's let's kind of make a plan let's do a little bit let's see what we we come up with because at the end of the day we're just finding our feet with this we don't want to you know the aim isn't to get results in a week and be like an infomercial because I don't think either of us are going to get that but um (laughs) I speak for myself, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You sit there vaseline up. Um, but the, the the goal is to be in a year's time still doing it, or two years' time yeah. and be healthier. They say if you exercise regularly for six months, you'll do it for the rest of your oh. life. Unfortunately, I haven't <laughs> exercised regularly for six months. Um, but no, so this week's goal is going to be to uh, work out some a realistic plan for some kind of exercise, yeah. and then we can start it and talk about Tweak the benefits it. and see see where we're at. Obviously, we're not talking, you know, competition standard bodybuilding. No. We're just going to have a play with it and um, and see, look at different sources of yeah. exercise. And, and see, see see over the week what, because... What, um, 
different things will throw up different roadblocks like times space you yeah. can do it and you'll think oh general day to day everyday yeah, things absolutely. that everybody kind of deals uh, with so yeah okay. yeah we'll come up with a few ideas and right. see and we'll see report if we can... back and, uh, and see if everybody else has the same kind of um, restraints <laughs> and because uh... we're going to be like this week, ah I don't move ah fine yes, oh, this week's podcast is coming to you <laughs> from the emergency room <laughs> and his interaction help I <laughs> yeah. can't feel my limbs <laughs> so we'll see how we get on with our health our health <laughs> investigation we're going to sound we'll... so dead next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah how'd you get on John ah! once <laughs> Hello. <laughs> over. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what the results are from next week. So that's it for this week's episode of Midlife Curiosity. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to get in touch with us at our email address, which is mcpodcast at mail.com. And, of course, you do all the, the podcast things, which is like, subscribe... <laughs> Share, tell your auntie and uncle about it, but not your niece. But not your niece. Uh, yeah. Carry a pigeon. Shave you know, it into the back of your head. Message in a bottle. All yeah. those kind of things. All the normal things. All the normal things that normal human beings do. So, uh, thank you very much, John. It's been great to chat. I'll see you next week. Same to you. See you later. Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Something is happening. It's all part of the plan. We ain't gonna stand for no weirdness out here. Welcome to Midlife Curiosity.